Hello and welcome to For Whom the Buildings, a podcast in which a certain person has reached a massive milestone in his young life. But first, I'm Ian, and joining me is Nicole. Hi. And glowing right now is a certain man who's just lost his save by the Velvet Virginity. <laughs> Ruben. What's up, people? And How was it? Was it as painful as you thought? You know, <laughs> you just, you, it, it, you're done and you're like, you're kind of okay, but you still feel a little dirty at the end. Mm. Just yeah. a little? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we're going to have fun with this one today. <laughs> I think it probably was a gentler way you could have done it the first time. Yeah, yeah I needed uh, lube. I don't anyway, think there's uh, a better way to start the series, though. I mean, except, you know, just head first. Oh, mm-hmm. while I was on vacation, I watched about a third of, what was it, Good Morning, Miss Bliss? Oh, boy. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, the canon that goes nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which was weird because it took place in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. instead of California. So apparently Mr. Belding probably got uh, redistricted for touching students. That's the only thing I could think to get him from Indianapolis. (laughs) I don't know. There's there's some conspiracy theories that once we're done with the entire series, we could probably do an entire episode on. Sure. Because don't want to spoil anything. Oh, and then uh, uh, Steve Urkel was in it. I noticed that. Anyway, we should, we'll get into the first bit before we start talking about the show before we turn. <laughs> hey, 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 what is going on here? Hey, 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 what is going on here? What's going on here? This is Hey, 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 What's Going On Here? In which we ask the important question, Hey, 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 What is Going On Here? So, Ribbon, let me ask you, Hey, 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 What is Going On Here? I lost 22 minutes of my life. <laughs> so, so unlike us, you only watched it once. Yeah, I think I think that's all I really needed. Um, Three times. Wow. Twice. See, usually after I feel dirty once, I don't like to feel dirty again. I actually had to go to Minnesota and wash my body and purify myself in the little lakes of Minnetonka. Uh, <laughs> But no, uh, so so well, let's see what happened in this episode. Well, we meet all the main characters, mm-hmm. uh, who are all just huge caricatures of what a high school student would be in 1989. And for whatever reason, the writers thought, "Hey, what is it that kids like to do?" Forty-year-old man sitting in a writer's room writing a show for tweens, <gasps> dance contest. Yes, what a way to become popular. Contest. And then also, who should we have guest star? <laughs> what are we into these days? I know, radio's Casey Kasem. I have no idea who that is. Really? But well, he's he's from you know Ireland. I don't know. Reason. Well, because Casey Kasem was on Scooby Doo. Yeah, um, he was Shaggy on Scooby Doo. Oh, okay. Yeah, years, but he was also. He did like America's Top Forty. He was like, "All right, are you familiar with Ryan Seacrest?" No. Okay, hey, you're not missing anything. Right. Uh, who hosts the Top of the Pops over there? Old pile of molesters. <laughs> yes. Typically, that's who they generally got back in the eighties. So, like Gary Glitter, you know. <laughs> but no, like there was. Uh, he was just a Top Forty radio DJ and did it for forty years before he retired. And then he ended up passing away several years ago. And then his wife, like, stole the body and, like, it was crazy. Like, he, there was such, like, a weird thing that went around his death that was just nuts. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so 
that's why it was like, you know, and, and you got to figure 1989 was the height of MTV. Couldn't they have gotten one of the original MTV DJs to come through? Like, I don't Kurt, know. Kurt Loader was busy, okay? Well, he was a guy, and he was like everybody's grandpa. Nobody gave a shit about him. <laughs> Who the host, uh, uh, oh, God, what was the MTV dance party show? Oh. The Grind? Yes. That was, the yes. Grind. Oh, that is the name of it? It was one of the names oh. of their, their dance shows, yeah. Oh, that, that does sound dirty. It is TV. Oh, oh, totally, totally. So why couldn't they have gotten, like, him or, or uh, Adam... Um, what's his name or or like downtown julie brown or somebody like to come through and be the name but no this is what happens when you have 80 year old men writing to 14 year old children well you have to keep it wholesome for saturday morning television oh oh it just ew. <laughs> ew. but yeah so that's the story and uh uh let's see mario lopez pairs up with tiffany amber Thiessen and uh zach morris goes with the hooters chick yeah and, and, and there's a whole storyline about her being too tall um, oh yes i'm too tall whatever yeah. you're, like do you realize that you're at boob like every dude is boob level to you and that's like <laughs> like whatever um then like screech has it out for the turtle girl and they end up dancing and then it's so weird uh oh mr building i think wanted to have sex with Casey Kasem, <laughs> such a boner for Casey Kasem. Like, and even Casey looked at him a few times, like he was kind of creeped out. Like, <laughs> just give me the batter. I want to leave. Right. Just give me the batter. No, no, no. Well, and did you catch the no. part where like they were both molesting the microphone simultaneously? Yeah, uh, they were. They were getting into it. <laughs> they were like, zoinks. Chinkies, <laughs> Velma. Yeah, so that's that's the whole episode, and you come to find out that like Zach is talking shit to Mario Lopez, like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna beat you out there," and then like they start dancing in the cafeteria, which I don't know. I went to school for all of the years, and never once was there ever a dance party in the cafeteria. But I don't think this was the cafeteria. I think this was the the little diner that they all went to. Also, never had a diner we all hung out at. I don't know where them in like 90210 get off, but like we never had like a cool diner to go to. We went to fucking Denny's. Yep, and we, yep middle of the night uh, smoking oh. in Village Inn. Yes, awful coffee and nobody danced there. No. Out for disturbing the beast. For me, it was just hanging out on a fence. It was just a fence and that's where you sat. Ball banks, that was a big one for me. We just sit like ball, ball banks, bank, sorry? You hung out on somebody's ball bags? <laughs> I am so confused right now. Bottle banks. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I Just so to let everybody know, I am actually streaming it right now as we talk, and Screech was a dopey little shit. <laughs> he is, and I will hold to this, he was our generation Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He actually could act. He was like, if you watch, like, if you watch Even Stevens... Oh, from yeah, the yeah. 2000s it's the same character oh yeah pretty much for sure mm. and I, I read somewhere online too that like i guess in because wasn't he in the uh the good morning miss bliss as well yes yes it was originally him that and uh lisa so, i think that was it so ori- like they had said something that i was reading that like in oh here comes the uh zach morris breaking the fourth wall dude you are no deadpool sir i know deadpool and you are no deadpool <laughs> Um, but they said that, like, 
how it was one of those like, hey, here's an interesting headline and we're going to make you flip through 40 pages on your phone to get see all of the 20 craziest things that happened. But they talked about how like how a character was originally written for like the pilot or the original season and then they just totally abandoned it. And they said that like when Screech was originally in the first show, he was supposed to be like this super genius that could make anything. And then by the time Saved by the Bell came out, he was just this total geeky nerd kid that couldn't do anything right. Well, according to Dustin Diamond's autobiography, he says essentially he felt sort of he's such a whiny, he's such a whiny little bitch, and that's uh, <laughs> my book. But he he essentially says that he expected to be you know co-star with Zach <laughs> anyway. Um, they just sort of brought his character down, just sort of dismantled him, sort of just made him like a joke on the side. So anyway, what about the dance lessons? Right. They were my favorite bit. <laughs> when when Zach yeah. gets super sad and goes to his friend Jesse, who's also super sad. Yeah. Did, did, did you notice the first thing Jesse said was, this is the first time in 11 years you've come through the door. How sinister is that? <laughs> what, like, What? Like, like I can see, is he, is he sneaking in the window? Is he, um... It, it is, it's a, it was a trope in series from that era, because they did it in Clarissa Explains It All. Her best yes. friend always came in through the window. Uh, Boy Meets World. Yep. He always yep. came in through the window. That's another but, show I watched. I never watched Boy Meets World. Really? Yeah. Yeah, oh. dude, I watched the one with his brother in it. Uh, what is it? The Wonder Years. I, I only have enough room in my life for one of those boys, and I one. <laughs> you picked the slightly more talented one. Yes, yes, but they also did that trope in Doogie Howser because. Uh, yes, Max Casella always came in through the window. Like I just thought it's a trope, but I, with being one of the first interactions they have in the entire series. You know, you would think they would have to build that up beforehand. <laughs> boy constantly comes into my bedroom. <laughs> I don't know because I'm usually sleeping when he comes in. <laughs> At least he comes in and doesn't just stare creepily. Well, he could be doing that too. They just didn't talk about that part. Fair. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a weird part. And then Did it, just on that part though, one thing I found really weird was here. Here's a move I just invented. I was like <laughs> putting one leg over another. It was not like it's not like she invented the moonwalk or like even like a like a dab. It's in one leg over another. Yeah. Well, and it's just a modified jazz square. Yeah, that's what Nicole said. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> it it took. Uh, I I was a nerdy theater kid. It's a modified jazz square. Nice. Okay. Everybody likes a good jazz square. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of some good jazz hands. Also those. <laughs> and I'm doing jazz hands right now, though you can't see me. So. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and, and it in that again the same like going back to tropes. Um, every kid is way smarter than every adult. As uh, uh, in the we're all and why is why is everybody in band at the same time? Like, I'm sorry, but there's no way that that Mario Lopez is in band. Okay, I knew all of the jocks. None of them were in band. <laughs> but the ironic part is, I think he's the only one who could actually play the instrument he was assigned to. Uh, no, no, he he couldn't. No, he legitimately <laughs> no, but he knows how to play drums. Does he? Yes. Well, look at his IMDb page. 
Oh, really? All yeah, right. He plays. He, sure he used to play drums on the other '80s hit show, Kids Incorporated. Wait! Whoa! 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 <laughs> Shut the front door. Yes. He was in Kids Incorporated mm -hmm. with Martika. Yes, and, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer uh -huh. Love Hewitt was in Incorporated too. She sure was. Wow! Wow! But I, I think she just went by Jennifer Love at that point. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. As we bore Ian with our really bad like obscure 80s children's television programming. Yeah. yeah. I just thought about Mr. Badden for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but this whole band sequence, they're all playing way off key. Like, the band director just seems to be, like, enjoying every minute of it. Like, he's getting blown behind the podium. Like, it's the greatest thing he's ever heard. And I also know band instructors currently, and um, no. Um, but, and then the moment he walked or they, they rip into this rock and roll version of this fucking classical song that like just seems to be you know they're like haha we can do it way better than you and then the moment he walks back into the room it's all off key they're shitty fluting it again i'm like uh what like uh like i don't know i i get irritated by the trope of the uh stupid adults almost as by the stupid dad yeah so like i i remember watching this stupid like christmas hallmark movie that my wife needed me to watch for some reason and like all the men the father and the boys come downstairs and they're gonna make this awesome dinner or breakfast and like they throw everything into the blender and then the dad turns it on without fucking putting the, the lid on the blender i'm like really 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 uh jerks sorry i derail anyway let's let's put this boat back on course i just i just have enjoyed this entire tirade from somebody who's never seen it before this is God, just think this is episode one. Oh, oh, Zach Morris is blowing a bubble through his trombone, which is physically impossible to do. Sorry. Yeah, but he's Zach Morris. He can do that. He can blow bubbles through his trombone. It's amazing. You're on episode one. He does a lot of stuff in four years. Right. He's, he, he, he's in his 90s Deadpool. He, oh, he, he's getting he, up. He it. <laughs> All right. Kelly's dancing like she's. She's got something to prove. And then here comes the dorky guy that's like, hey, I really like you. And she's like, no, I'm too tall. to like Jesse? Jesse, whoever. But I'm just going to refer to her as Hooters girl from now on. <laughs> but yeah, like she's all like, no, I know you like me and you want to dance with me, but I am too tall to dance with you. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this should break out of your insecurities, woman. You might think you're too tall, but people still want to be with you. I'm like, clearly, didn't she get hit on by like four different people? Dude, seriously. She got hit on by all of the boys. <sighs> okay, okay, he does look like he's playing some kind of beat. All right, sorry. <laughs> oh, now they're playing too fast. They're playing too fast. And the conductor just came in his pants. Nice. That is really what that looked like. I was trying to... Yep. I wish I didn't. <gasps> yeah. They're all... Oh, this is the... We're now in the scene we were talking about before where... <gasps> Zach, you just came in the front door for the first time. He's like, better than coming in the back door. Anyway... <laughs> But I'm bummed. Anyway, other thing I found interesting was that guy Lisa was supposed to go with Byron. Like, what was his story? There's like a whole backstory there that hasn't actually happened. Like, where was he at the contest? Yeah. Um, he so, failed at life because he didn't do the sprain with Lisa. The greatest dance ever created. Right. How did they win? Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to jump ahead. So the thing is, they're finalists, which either means there was sort of an audition thing before the show or everybody had already seen this dance before for them to reach the final. So I don't really understand how this competition structured. Like, was Byron actually knocked out in the early rounds? Yeah, that's a very good question. 
if they were dancing in pairs, though. They had already paired up pr- prior to. Mm-hmm. So sh- shouldn't he have been with Lisa? Because like he he way cock blocked Screech. Like like Screech was all like, oh, "Do you want to go to the dance?" And, and she's like, "Well, I already said yes to somebody." So they were already paired up. They were a thing. But uh, she sprained her ankle, and he was a bastard about it. Yeah, total like like high school boy, total high school boy. But then again, you know what high school's like? To win the dance contest is the most important thing. Like, everybody knows the coolest kid was the one who won the dance contest. <laughs> See, and I must have been the loserest kid because I didn't even know the dance contest was <laughs> I was not in on that, that, uh, that particular extracurricular activity. And again... <laughs> I was involved in theater, and I don't even think in theater we had dance-offs. We were nerdy. See, that's because you guys were hanging out at the diner. That's true. No, we hung out at Denny's. (laughs) (laughs) We were loser kids. We didn't even have an IHOP, which would have been better. You know what? We didn't have an IHOP either. We had a Village Inn and a Denny's and a Perkins. Ooh, we had a Perkins. We had a Shoney's for a while. I had none of these. (laughs) As bad as you think that they are. It's basically... (laughs) The white trashiest version of a 24-hour quote-unquote breakfast restaurant that also serves other foods. Just imagine like a horrific restaurant, seven teeth in the joint, everybody <laughs> talking like somewhat version of a language that everybody might understand, but nobody really can. Yeah, that was our Denny's. And everyone chain-smoked. Yes, <laughs> even the non-smokers chain-smoked. It's true. That's what you did. Gotta keep up that second-hand smoking habit. Well, yeah. I mean, I well, you're 14. How else are you going to buy cigarettes? I mean, you just, <laughs> just inhale deeply. All right. We have just hit the point of the end episode at uh, 13, nope, 8 minutes, 42 seconds. Enter Casey Kasem in the Cosbyest of Cosby sweaters. Amen oh. to that. Of which he wears two. So I'm presuming that this doesn't take place over a day. But over many days, which leads me to believe that he has many different Cosby sweaters. Your creepy uncle didn't have multiple Cosby sweaters in the 80s. This is true. This is true. Do you ever feel like we should rename the Cosby sweater now? I just feel like him appropriating it, you know, it's sort of wrong. <laughs> so it's sort of the, it's the scandal sweater now? It, it's sort of associated with him, and now it feels dirty. Sort of like the toothbrush mustache. I guess we could just call it the uh, Cliff Huxtable sweater. Do you associate the character versus the person? Yep. Yeah. But but even Cliff Huxtable made his barbecue sauce that would make women go wild. If any of you uh, Cosby showers out there are up on your Cosby history. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just ticking off the various shows. If this actually works out for us, we could keep going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, Mr. Belding is trying to get down with his twist, and Casey Kasem's looking at him like he just saw a handicapped person fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that looked really good. Uh, <laughs> come back after this commercial break. But he just wanted a banner. He just wanted something. Although it's just like, look, give me the banner. I'll bring it to you tonight at your hotel room. <laughs> Oh, go. No, no, no. Just, just give me. No. Look, I'll bring it to you at your hotel room. <laughs> okay. Please Here's, tell um, me which quality and you are staying at. Right. <laughs> we'll knock three times and then scratch at the door. So <laughs> <laughs> Casey Kasem wakes up at three o'clock in the morning with Belding standing there holding the bag. 
and just the banner. He is naked as the day he was born. Screech waltzes down the stairs with described as a large cabbage patch doll. Oh, that thing is creepy. I know. And then he goes to Lisa Turtle, and of course she's going to turn him down because, duh. But I will say he does have the tuxedo t-shirt on, which says, hey, I'm formal, but I also like to party. <laughs> Oh, just like my baby Jesus. Yes. So, all right. So Lisa just kind of like nervously laughs. Okay, here comes dude that's like, haha, I just cock-blocked you. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then, and then in, in a typical male bravado, he blames the doll and then drags her up the stairs by her hand. <laughs> and Which, while Zach is telling her to never, ever do, or telling him to never, ever do that again. What the crazy thing is, how reflective of that is is it in IRL to his adult life? There's, there's so much. He has like berated a woman and knocked her down and dragged <laughs> her up the stairs by her hand, probably whilst intoxicated, both of them. Watching some of the reactions of the characters, do you wonder if they were all just repulsed by him? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, even as a 12-year-old kid, they're like, this, this person is terrible. Like, he is a garbage human and we don't want to be around him. Yeah, absolutely. They knew then. They could smell it. I bet he was a stinky kid. I bet he smelled like pee. He kind of looks like he would be. Yeah, totally smelled like pee. <laughs> fell over the bed. So here's the thing. So so what is uh what is Hooters Girl's name in the show? Jesse. Jesse. Okay. Why is Zach so like hung up on Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Like she's pretty and all. I get it, but obviously Hooter Girl is all into him and like. Like totally wants his wants his Zach Morris. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's the again, it's another one of those tropes that the quote unquote unattractive girl likes the cute boy, but the two cute boys like the really pretty girl, and nobody sees the nerdy girl. There is no unattractive girl in this show. I know, but to like, be a girl in that era, you know, Jessie was the one nobody wanted to be. She was like the Gabrielle Carteras, if we will throw back to nine hundred two one zero. Again, another everybody knows she's cute. Never saw 90210. Oh boy, we all have homework now. (laughs) This is is a weird dream sequence where she's consistently getting taller, and all the dudes are just looking at her rack and not necessarily looking at her face. (laughs) And you know, half of them are thinking if she keeps growing, I'll just crawl under her skirt. Absolutely, this was the beginning of upskirt porn (laughs) (laughs) at justmobile.com. We should probably start tallying how many times we mentioned some version of porn whilst talking about Saved by the Bell. Well, I'm, you know, when you've got... We should not be telling people that. That should not be something... <laughs> that should not be an introduction to us. When you have two members of the cast who have legitimately done porn, I think it's safe to say that we can continue making <laughs> Two that we know of. I'm not a porn aficionado, so, you know, we could discover some very dark stuff. Right. Mario Lopez. Oh, this is that weird scene of him and Screech in the locker room alone. And Mario Lopez was just trying to comfort Screech, but then a friend came into the locker room and uh, Mario Lopez was like, I can't be seen touching another boy, even though he makes me feel funny in my pants. Well, and also the giant like crotch shot they get of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He totally had some man spread going on. All right. So, yeah. So after the man spreading episode, we go back to... uh, uh, Jesse and Zach dancing in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Lisa Turtle on some crutches, and she looks like she's been jacked up. I bet, dude. What if, what if her her date, like maybe she rejected advances at him, and 
he Tanya Hardinger. Thanks, like, man. <laughs> uh, like treated her like Nancy Kerrigan and beat her in the leg with like a pipe so that she was not able to perform so he could go on to perform with some other girl. You're naming people I do not know who they are. Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding were two Olympic figure skaters, and Nancy Kerrigan was obviously the better of the two. Tanya Harding hired somebody to come out and, like, as soon as Nancy Kerrigan got off the ice, clubbed her in the (laughs) pipe and ruined her Olympic chances. Oh, and, like, Tanya Harding looked like she walked straight out of a trailer park somewhere in the Midwest. Goats, my goats. I live in the Midwest. I've seen trailer parks. She is on the nose. But they just made a big movie about it with, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, was it Margot Robbie? Yes, yes. She play, It was called I, Tanya, and it was based on Tanya Harding's life. <clears throat> so, but yeah, so she got clubbed in the, like a baby seal. And now, like, they're like, oh, well, we're going to dance and we're going to do it right. But you know what? I don't need you as a partner. You know why? Because I got Jesse. And Jesse looks at, looks at her like, I'm, I'm too tall for you. What do you mean? You can. You never said that I was going to perform, dude. I could totally mystery science theater this whole thing. We yes. I just hold Zach being nice, but he still continues to mock her, and you know, with the I can't even remember what the insult was, but you know. Yeah, he's just. Oh yeah, something about being tall. Oh, now we're back at the the peach pit. Oh wait, that was the other. That was nine oh two one zero. All right. Oh yeah, the max with. Did this did so like did the the geeky guy with glasses that worked at the Max was he in the entire series or was he one of these characters that they had written in at the beginning and they're like this is a nowhere character and they just wiped him out I know he shows up on and off but actually I was I had the same question while I was watching it because I can't remember I looked him up on Wikipedia and so this has to be true um, eighteen episodes I think he's in okay so spoiler there right yeah uh, so. He's weirdly creepy and just looks around the kids and does magic. Belding came out in a in a in a Cosby sweater. He sure did. That was probably one of the more awkward moments. So it's like they didn't even really want to compete with one another. They wanted Lisa to feel better. They couldn't care less about Screech. They're just like, whatever, Screech, but we like Lisa. I don't get it. I will admit the whole dance competition part was a little baffling because it's like, how did all of the main characters end up in the final? Like that's just that's a little on the nose. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they each get slightly better than the next, right? Except that really no, the no. first couple were, they, they could legitimately dance. The first couple did get a higher rating on the applause meter. Did they? I, I, th- I thought it kept getting better and better. I don't know. Well, you've watched no. it three times. I've only watched it twice. Yes. Yeah, I watched it. I think, I think uh, uh, Zach and uh, Jesse got uh, a 90. And, or no, it was Slater got 90 and Zach and Kelly only got an 80. And I think uh, that'd be a little generous. For both teams. Now, <laughs> now, weren't all of these people on on Dancing with the Stars? Was on it. Mario Lopez was on it. I think Tim Tindison was on it. I don't know. I don't want much real television. I don't either. There's people who would end up in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Also true. Yeah. And if they haven't yet, the next few years, they will. Right. Yeah. By God, we will make this happen. <laughs> Start your letter writing campaign now, Beldingers. Yeah, that was the episode. That was the episode. And I feel slightly uh, dirtier for watching it. Well, it's, can we back up to the beginning for just a minute? The, sure. the scene in the very beginning where they're at the max talking about who's going to dance with Kelly. And at one point, Zach actually grabs her arm. 
and pulls her over. Yeah. If anyone had done that to me, he would have gotten punched somewhere very uncomfortable. Like yeah. even even at that point in my life, like back in high school in the 90s, bitch would have gotten hit. Yeah, that ain't even right. But then again, I mean, it was very, again, it was a trope for the times. Like, oh, you're my girl. I'm going to by your hand. You know, it's just weird. The, the bigger ape gets the pretty yeah, girl. Seriously. I don't know. There are a bunch of apes in this show. <laughs> and the acting is something. Yeah. Yeah. I would almost rather watch like paint dry. Um, <laughs> Remember, yes. you willingly signed on for this. Oh, I know. But I'm also. <laughs> A masochist, so <laughs> I, can, I, I can never get that right. Yes, Mario Lopez was on Dancing with the Stars. I'm scrolling through, but yeah, it, it was very weird. So yeah, do you want to move on? <laughs> we should we move on? I think probably eventually we have to. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Or maybe it's not. Okay, this is It's Alright, where we give our final verdict on the episode. So, what do we all think? Um, are we going for quality, quantity, or are we judging it based on the times? Well, I think we have to judge it sort of by the times. I don't know what you mean by quantity. Do you think, are you, are you saying 22 minutes is too long? Potentially. This episode well, so, could have been summed up in about, like, five minutes. Like, shortest after-school special ever. This is a one-act play. It was dragged into three. Yeah. So I'm going to, I will say that of all of the episodes of this show that we are going to watch, this was one of them. It is, it's a good introduction, though. Like, they do get better in quotes. We think, <laughs> as we remember. Well, and um, that's... I guess that's the problem with nostalgia, too, that you go back and watch stuff now and go, oh, oh, that's painful. But it's still worth it. I thought it was fun. I think if I was that age, I would have enjoyed it. I'm not being as cynical as I am today, but overall, it is terrible. <laughs> yeah, the, like if we're going, we're talking acting, definitely a one and a half out of ten. Um, plot, one and a half out of ten. But this is me judging it as a cynical 36-year-old woman. I know when I watched it back in 1989, it was the coolest thing I had ever seen on a Saturday morning show. Mm-hmm. I can yes. See, I could see that. Yeah, I, I would say, like, as far as the historical place and time for this particular episode, or the show in general, actually, it's uh, it's very reminiscent of the time, like in, in fashion and kind of the socially, the landscape, and even, um, you know, just, just the feel of it. But that doesn't make it good. You know, there are other shows that I can't think of right at the top of my head that are also of this ilk. <laughs> oh, there are plenty. But yeah, I, I, you know, it, was it, in, was it watchable? Sure. Was it life altering? Not yet. There uh, weren't many lessons from it. No, there were no lessons learned in it. Aside from you can't be attractive and tall as a girl. Well, I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, if you, if you reject a dorky kid, you're going to get capped in the knee. Or if you injure yourself, people will take sympathy on you and you can win the contest. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too. Like, it was built up as this thing between, you know, Zach and Slater as a dance contest between the two of them. 
And like, I don't recall them actually saying, hey, we're going to open up a dance contest to the entire school and or, you know, diner, you know. So, no, that, that happened at the start. Did it? Okay. That's when they announced Casey Kasem was coming for their whatever dance. See, I just, I must have missed that. So. But like, oh, yeah. No, because there was a telegram. Yeah, kids today, which, let's talk about what a telegram is. Which came from magic from Ed Alonzo's hands. <laughs> yes. He has to do magic and everything. Yeah. He does have to do magic and everything because he's got nothing else going for him. But yeah, so it was just this whole buildup between the two where you figure maybe a lesson would be learned like, don't talk smack to your friends. Or, you know, maybe everybody has a little bit of talent. Or, hey, you know, you might not be able to do something, but with a little practice and a little effort, you can do great. Nope. It's if you get whacked in the knee and you're a really awful dork, you're going to win life. Well, isn't that kind of what's happened to all of us? Nope. Damn it. Just me then. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm frothing to see what else this series becomes. So that's all the time we have left. And as always, we leave you with homework. And what your homework is this week is series one, episode two, the Lisa card. So what do you think? Oh, the Lisa card? Is yep. that because African American? Is that like a play on, oh, they're going to play the black card? <laughs> that <laughs> remains to be seen. It, it could also be the crazy card. Uh huh. Or just some, you know, just some sort of mysterious card she received in the post. Or, or they're going to play strip poker? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Like, there's really we've we've already seen uh, Hooters girl pretty much naked, and there's only a couple other members of the cast that would be worth at this age at least in a not creepy. Um, I'm 36 and they're 17. Way that just went a really bad place really fast. Strip poker is just not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Because you know Screech is going to be the one who ends up in his underwear. And it's not even if he loses. He's just going He's just going to go there. Yeah. You know, the game starts, he's just like, well, you know, I want to show you anyway. Right. <laughs> if he wins, he's like, well, hey, win in Rome. I'm like, dude, we're in California. I was once playing strip risk with some guys. And, and this guy just walked in. He just took off all his clothes and said, sure, I'm just getting ready for losing. And I'm sorry, Ian, you said strip risk? Yes, it's a, it, it's a game I made up. Um... <laughs> Sure, join us on the socials, and I'll go through the rules with you. <laughs> oh, good lord. This is going nowhere fast, and I don't think any of us are drunk. No, not at all. So. All right, for socials. So, you can reach us at on Twitter, at Whom the Bell Bings. You can find us on our newly created Facebook page, For Whom the Bell Bings, or Facebook.com backslash Whom the Bell Bings. I think that's right. Um, and you can find us individually. I'm at Pub Hipstered on Twitter. I'm at Batman Villain on Twitter. And I'm at Ruben Hood because I'm unoriginal. <laughs> oh, but you're the only one of you. All right. Well, for uh, for whom the building's this week, I'm Ruben. I'm Nicole. I'm Ian. Class dismissed.
he expected to be, you know, co-star with uh, Mark Plug. Yeah, Mark Plug. Zach. <laughs> I'm going to... Yeah, that's going to be an edit point right there. 